Hi, everyone. I'm Megan Faramo, and I'm so excited to be here with. Hey, guys, I'm Mia Davidson. Uh, this is super cool because this is the first ever players only segment on the D1 softball podcast. Um, and I'm really happy that I get to do it with you, Mia. How's your yeah, day? Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. You know, I woke up this morning, <laughs> uh, just took a shower, got ready for the draft. You know, we're on the same team again this week, of course. I know. And we're going into last week. It felt like it flew by so fast. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, dude, I would not want to be on anyone else's team for the last week except for you, my friend. Um, Appreciate it. I think I'm also really excited for this opportunity on this podcast that we get to talk about softball, obviously, but just life and literally everything in between, which I feel like is perfect because – AU pro softball is kind of that like we get to play with the best of the best and there's also things that I think the fans don't really see off the field that AU offers and like the things we do like player suites for example is really yeah cool. would you yeah, like we to have so many resources yeah would you like to because I know that you've been to a couple of the player suites you want to like tell the people how yeah definitely So, like, each week, usually it's, like, a Tuesday, we have these things called player suites where we talk about maybe, like, issues going on on in our country or the world. We talk about rights, anything that's how we as an athlete can make impact or use our platforms for good is what we talk about, how we make differences, how can we see people's lives from different perspectives. Like, last week, it was ours with anti, so it's with, like, racism, how – people with privilege, how can they take advantage and use it to help other people, just anything that happens outside of softball, how, what can we do to make other people's lives better and use our platform, if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I think that's so sick. Me personally, I'm on the, like, I've helped with some of the presentations for that. Mm -hmm. And I was never, ever that guy to be in a group. Like I didn't do ASB. I didn't really do a lot of things in college like that. But for some reason, being here, I've just been more inclined to, like, put myself in those spaces. And I think it's because everyone here is just literally so sick that I feel like it's a safe, a huge safe space to just kind of share your experience and stuff. And so, yeah, that's been really fun. And my one of my favorite parts about AU Pro Softball and as someone like you who's been here, this is your second year, what yeah. would you say in your two seasons now has been your, like, favorite part? I think it's just, like, the people and getting to know everybody and how we play on different teams each week. You get to meet new people, learn more stuff about people. Like, you never thought, like, for me, uh, last – or this past season, it was my first time playing with uh, Alicia Casio, and I actually got to know her this season, and it was so exciting. She's so cool so funny she's she's a character and like just getting to know the people and getting to see like like you said the best players in the world playing coming together and I think that's the best part about this experience to me what about you Meg yeah what's been my favorite part like overall yeah rookie season okay from yeah from this rookie season besides like the off the field stuff honestly it's so different from college Mm -hmm. I think when coming from high school I remember one of my first interviews like they would ask me 
you know, what's the difference and what's you, da, 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 like your experience now in college. And I, I remember saying like the level of play is just so out of this world. Yeah. And so it's like to go from travel ball in high school to college was like mind boggling. And now going from college to pro, like I just, I just didn't know how much higher the level could get. And now that I'm here, I'm just genuinely, I was, I was talking to my dad earlier mm-hmm. and me being a pitcher, we were talking about the strike zone. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I think it's getting like tighter and tighter and smaller. And it's like, putting a ball on the black you in college you try to get to the black to the river yeah and now it's from the black to the river that stuff is low-key getting hit yeah so I had to figure out how to like put it on the white and then move it all the way off yeah that to me it's just I love the challenge of it all and I think I'm learning a lot and so it's just kind of sad to me that we're only here for five weeks I know and then we don't get to see each other for like ever i know and i know you're gonna miss me so yeah 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 definitely gonna miss you so much (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah no i i I agree with you definitely isn't it like i don't know dude i just and i feel like you won't get it until you're here Mm -hmm. or maybe people can see it watching us play but it just hits different it's like we're in our own little world like you're just playing softball and that's all you're focused on and People, like, are there to make sure that you are at your best ability. And you're literally, like, people say, we're in our own bubble. And then once we go out back into the real world, we're like, what's going on? What do I have to do now? <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. No, literally. Uh, also, um, with the off season, you've experienced an off season. Mm-hmm. What was your, like, routine? Because I'm trying to figure that out for myself and yeah. make sure I – train at the right time, rest at the right time and all of that. Like, what did you do? Yeah, I think it's important to know that, like, you have all that time. So, like, you have time to recover. You have time to work out. You have time to practice. And because our off season is so long, it kind of, like, helps you build a schedule in type of way. Because, you know, in college, you're pretty much given a schedule, what to do, where to be, all this stuff. Now, with being pro, you have more freedom to kind of do what you want. So, like, Say you work out really hard past couple of days and like your body, you feel like you tweak something. You, you're, it's okay giving your body a little more rest than you think because you feel like you're not missing out. You're just trying to make sure you're healthy and you have that time to do it as you're a pro because yeah. it's such a, like literally what, like nine months we have to like train. Like you have that time to take a break for a second, get back to life, figure out stuff, and then go into training again. You have all that time. So you kind of take advantage of that as well, if, if you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I would like the audience to know that Mia is my part-time therapist. And she's <laughs> old. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you're only, like, one year older than me. But I feel like I love asking you questions because yeah. you always give me the best answers. Um, and I am wondering, like, me personally, I've been struggling with especially at a school like UCLA with a coach like Lisa Fernandez, she was very much the person to be like, at the end of the season, you want to be able to say you did everything. You left no rock unturned. You don't want any regrets at the end. And so something I've been struggling with the past five weeks is knowing like, I'm going to have time to throw my bullpens, but the way that we compete here is different. Yeah. So I've been trying to balance like rest, 
but also don't leave any rock unturned. Yeah. And now that we're going into the last weekend, I'm like, okay, did I do everything to prepare and make sure I'm setting myself and whatever team I end up on for success? Like, yeah. how did you learn how to kind of create your own almost like set of standards or program, something that you're confident in that's separate than where you came from college. Yeah, you know what I mean? definitely. Especially last year, I it took me a second to figure that out because last year I didn't really catch much and catching was always my escape if I had like a bad a bat, something like that. So I had to figure out how to say if I didn't have a great at bat while I was a DP, I was like, okay, what am I going to do to make sure that I don't take my bat to my next one like how can I filter it or shut it out or whatever and it comes like just for me I had to focus on other people I'm like all right let's support them get my support them make sure they're doing what they're doing helps me get like distract me from not getting my head so much like there's different ways you can do it for you for pitching I would say it's like how okay yeah this one batter hit me how can I make the adjustment and move on and then learn from it type of thing I guess because like as a catcher too, I'm still learning that from being going into catching. I'm like, all right, this person, let's say, hit a line drive up the middle against us on what a really good pitch. How are we going to set them up? Stuff. So like, I think it's just all about learning as you go and trying to figure it out. For me, like, I think communicating with all like a lot of the people who've done it for a while, like Sam Fisher, Victoria Hayward, a lot of them helped me try to figure it out. Even Nadia Taylor, she's been a DP and like picking her brain and stuff like that like all these older people how they figured out on their own you just kind of take their advice and kind of run with it yeah dude I think what you said about pouring into your teammates absolutely is something that I for me personally I've always tried to focus on be a really good teammate but it's hard to remember like how you're saying like your performance gets so on the forefront of your mind especially here when there's a straight up leaderboard and no matter, even if you're not paying attention to it, you know that a part of the way that this is formatted is individualized. And not only that, but your performance as an individual directly affects, especially as a pitcher, I feel like directly affects other people's ability to move up on that leaderboard. So for me, I think that I got slid of like, man, I really need to do good because like these people are actually depending on me to do good. And it just like got to be something I thought about, which usually I'm all over the dugout. Like I've lose, I'm losing my voice every single weekend, but I got so stuck in my head. So that piece that you said about pouring into others is something I took with me into this weekend. And all yeah. of a sudden, like everything just felt like a weight lift off my shoulders. Cause Absolutely. I could just be the best person I can be for others and like put all my energy towards them. Um, so I think that's a, honestly a really solid piece of advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, for yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's all about like, yes, we're all individualized with the leaderboard and stuff, but at the end of the day, your team has to win. It's all about making sure that you're, everybody's on board and everybody's ready to win. And you like with this, you can't be selfish with that. Like it's all about pouring into each other for the little time we have so it's like even more special when you build that bond with people on your team and know that you pour into them it's kind of like at the end of the day you can put your head on the pillow and be like i did all i could for that teammate to make sure that they were the best they can be in order for us to succeed as a team type of thing man yeah that's great <laughs> 
speaking of like teams and stuff, what was your, or in general, like how do you go about picking teams? Yeah, um, I think for me, first of course everybody gets pictures after that i kind of see like who is like for me when i was thinking about drafting especially the first time i was like all right i want good pitchers but then also i want to team i want to build around them i want to know that the pitcher whoever is behind that pitcher has their back no matter what like great defense because a lot of times with close ball games great defense wins ball games too like yes i want them to hit really well like i want great hitters and and in my head, I'm like, everybody here is great. So my and like during the draft, I was like, regardless who I picked, we're gonna have a great team because everybody here is just amazing at softball. So like I wasn't really stressing about like who I picked because I knew that we were gonna do something regardless. I think it was just like getting the right people who the pitchers trust to make sure that oh if they do miss a pitch, we have a great defense to back them up, and then after that, we all hit. So. You had the ball and it kind of worked out pretty decent yeah no I, I think it worked out really good actually yeah um also this might be out of left field but i just thought that your gate questions were so good thanks and I can, yeah so a gate question is something that i learned when we never really used to do these specifically at ucla mm -hmm. but i think josie was saying um at fsu this is what they did like every day and it's basically like an icebreaker question. Yeah. Which I feel like is so important here because we obviously we rotate teams so much. Um, but I'm curious to know what has been your favorite gate question since you've been here. Yeah, I kind of like the one we did two days ago, which I don't know if we're allowed to stay on here. Or I kind of <laughs> like the one yesterday when I was like, if we if we had a zombie apocalypse, what would you bring or what would you do to see people's answers? <laughs> What was your answer? What would you? Uh, I said I like I'll already be prepared for you know like with me and my husband we're already like ready to go ready for anything because you gotta you know failing to prepare is fa preparing to fail so you yeah. gotta be ready for no, anything. Wow. Yeah, you're just full of these one-liners, dude. No, I, I, I think a lot of these come from my old strength coach. I just listened to them a long time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that. Do you, honestly, do you think that I would survive this situation? Because me personally, wow, that looks at everything. That looks at everything. No, no I think, you're, yeah, man, yeah, you're definitely survived. Absolutely. That's I mean, crazy, dude. Because one thing about me is, like, if it was a competitive sport, like, if there was going to be, you know, a champion, a last survivor that gets a prize at this, like, then I think I'd have a chance. But if it's literally just for vibes, then – Bro, I'm just going to be there the whole time and what comes, comes. But like mm -hmm. I said in my answer, mm -hmm. I'm bringing my backpack. Yeah. Because yeah. everything I've survived every single bad situation. Yeah. As long as I got yeah. my backpack. Like, that thing has everything in it. Absolutely. I was like, yesterday, I was like, you remember the, I was like, okay, door the explorer. Can you just whip out anything that's in your <laughs> <laughs> We have it for you. And that's what I'm saying. I know. That's how, that's how it's got to be. But yeah. Everybody has these little, like, crossbody bags, which I need one. They're so cute. But I know for a fact that can't hold everything. They can't hold everything that you need. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Speaking I have a lot of things in my fanny pack. I know, yeah, you do have that thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe I just carry too much. You're right. I mean, Apocalypse, um, though, you'll be okay. 
Yeah, well, but then I'm also thinking the backpack would be really heavy trying to run away from zombies. I mean, so. I think you'll be fine, though. You got long legs, long strides, run it out, you'll be fine. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought of a question, though, Mia. Yeah. What? Because you have done a couple fit checks now, a couple AU pro softball walk-ins. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. What is, like, a staple in your wardrobe that you have to have? Ooh, that's a good one. I think for me it's the shoes because I based all my outfits based off my shoes. Oh, shoes. Yeah. Because I'm a little sneakerhead. So, like, if I have a good pair of shoes, my outfit, I feel like it's going to slay no matter what my shoes do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is, like, your favorite pair of shoes right now? Um, I kind of like the Nike Ducks right now, but my go-to are always, like, the Yeezy because they're so comfy, but you can match them with a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I think you just told me to get a pair of those. I think I'm actually going to. To have sure. a fit in mind for next week's walk-ins. Dude, that'll be next week. You mean this week's? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, another week, buddy. I don't want to accept that it's our last week, honestly. I know. It went by so fast. I don't like it. And also, everyone when I first got here was saying, like, you make all of these incredible friends, but we're from all over yes. the place. But then you never see anyone for nine months. Literally. I'm so sad. I guess we gotta make visits, we gotta make trips, plan trips. Yeah, we're planning that trip. Yeah. We're gonna, our little, our little uh, group chat, we're gonna send it to Yosemite. I'm gonna oh, buy the yeah. tickets right now. I'm gonna go buy some hiking boots right now. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Wow, yeah. Yeezys and hiking boots is kind of crazy. <laughs> Get the whole spectrum of shoes, you know. That'll be ready for everything. Well, Mia, do you have any other questions? Um, I know earlier you were talking about how, like, trying to figure things out. It's your rookie season, right? What is something that you do? I know this week was, like, a mental health awareness month or whatever. What do you do to make sure that your mind is ready to go when anytime you feel like you're overwhelmed? or Like, what is one thing you go back to to make sure that you're in the right headspace? Yeah. Uh, something that's really big for me is my faith and that I, I don't know, I've struggled in the past with it, especially playing a game of failure. Mm -hmm. It's hard to um, just have someone as constant as God. And then you like have something like softball that's like this. Yeah. So having that my faith just keeps me neutral. So something that I go to, especially when I'm struggling is my journal. Mm -hmm. And I like to like write my prayers out, write my thoughts out. Um, eventually get to like a game plan and make it logical of like what I'm doing and what I need to do and make a plan from there. But something that has always helped me mentally is just having my faith to rely on and having friends to rely on. Like I've gone to you a lot. I think with questions or just like advice, I've also gone to people like Sam Fisher, Sis Bates, yeah. Halo, and they've all been great. Um, but I think maybe in life, but especially in this game where, man, you're playing. And I know the batting statistics are like 300 is good, so you're feeling seven out of ten times. But, yeah. bro, being yeah. a pitcher is also very tough. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what the stats would be like for that, but it can definitely play games. Um, but you just have to be, like, mentally strong enough to be confident and to sort of, I think, having that answer – for when you are struggling, finding that is really important. And I'm lucky that I found that it was God for me. All right, guys, with that being said, we talked about mental health, 
professional softball player with the Megan Framo. You know, I just want to say thank you for joining us for the first ever Players D1 podcast. And that being said, thanks for everybody tuning in. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And yeah, see ya. You have anything, Meg? No, man. I'm just so live, laugh, loving to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, Mia. Of course. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye, guys.